0: What are you writing down there?
1: <clears throat> Nothing third wall.
2: Third wall? <laughs> what? <laughs> Originally breaking the third wall. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm
1: Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And we're done... uh we're done reprising Pink Floyd songs making the lyrics about farts. And so it's time for episode number one hundred and one of video games hot dog. 101. Think of this as a as a primer in the ways hmm. of video games hot dog, an intro. Your
0: introductory course to video games and video game related topics.
1: Oh yeah. How's it going, guys? What do you what do you hope to what do you hope to get out of this class? Let's all let's go in a circle ah. and, and introduce ourselves, say why we're here. God, did you have to fucking do that in college?
3: No, no, you went to a no. real college. That yeah. was not a thing that we tended Man. to do. Nah. No.
1: That was the worst thing.
3: Is, I mean, do you think that was
1: the. I'm Zach, and shut the fuck up.
3: Do you think that was the teacher's way of biding time <laughs> until they had actually made
1: a lesson plan?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. I'm They're
0: Riff, really and I'm pretty sure I'm not in kindergarten anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you find out there's an attendance policy, and you're like, fuck college forever. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I did. And I was like, all right, well, I don't care anymore.
3: <clears throat> if there hadn't been attendance policy, you would have been fine.
1: You know, the first, <clears throat> my first semester when I when I went to college for real, I had a lot of false starts. <laughs> um, but when I when I when I went to college for real, my first semester I got straight A's and uh, one B. Okay. And that's I went to the teacher and I was like, hey, why did I get a B? I'm just curious because I feel like I got an A on every test and every assignment. She was like, yeah, it was the attendance policy. It knocked you down. Like, okay. But if I earned an A without coming to all the classes shouldn't i get an a no because part of part of being in the class is contributing to the discussions and all that stuff so
2: Eh, i
0: was like you know what okay Eh.
1: f this (laughs) (laughs) well be this if you're gonna treat this like a kindergarten class i'm gonna treat it like i'm in kindergarten i'll be over here shitting my pants and then drinking (laughs) some juice
3: i would argue that a significant portion of the college experience is the social experience right like
1: well, but not in. <clears throat> this was an introductory linguistics class. This is not. Oh, a linguistics class—a class designed around language. Yeah, but not about talking to somebody. Say, Jason, Kickstarter backer Jason. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If it was a course where we were like criticizing literature, yeah. say, uh, say the works of Kickstarter backer El Cuarto.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Then it would be important to sit around. Me and Jason would sit around kicking back some brewskis. This would happen In class. after. Well, it depends on what time the class was, I oh. guess. I mean, it's 11 a.m. somewhere. <laughs> You're the one that always drinks during the day. Don't look at me yeah, like that.
3: Yeah, I, I did that yesterday and was uh, I kind of regretted it, actually. Because mm. I, got, I got a pounding headache by um, mid-afternoon after having a beer at lunch. But it was uh, my girlfriend graduated from... Uh,
2: Grade school. Yes. The next, uh, oh, the next, uh, the
1: next uh, video games taco will be there'll be a doctor in the house. Exactly. If one of them has a heart attack, then I guess maybe she could call nine one one on her phone. Yes.
3: <laughs> she will make a game out of it. Uh, yeah. So I've got I've got a doctor girlfriend now.
1: I don't know, man. It's weird. Speaking of Kickstarter backers, we also finished a video game. Well, you guys finished a video game. I gave up on that shit a long time ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, you kind of washed your hands of it. I really
1: did. <laughs> that was my way of saying, all right, guys.
0: Have fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Some yeah. of us are done with this. Let's yeah. all get on the same page.
0: I, I finished my part of it pretty long time ago, too. Yeah, so well, it was I pretty mean, much Writing
3: wh- was not the part that was holding yeah.
0: us up.
1: I, Neither was whatever I do, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Uh, so yeah word realms uh yeah. buy it now n- no. nowhere yeah um why is it so
3: hard to get in touch with somebody
1: yeah we the humble store people are like yeah give us a call on what
3: on the skype phone?
1: no no okay so what time are we gonna nope nope give me a call okay but when should I, nope give me a call <laughs> okay is this like a weird test is this like (laughs) is this us standing on the porch of ed norton's house being told we're too fat we're too old yeah yeah i think it is this is the the first rule the first rule of the humble bundle is
3: it's not the uh, humble bundle humble
1: stove. well but the organization is humble bundle is it yeah
3: it's
0: It's not just humble humble ink snazzy basket
1: it is a pretty snazzy basket Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, we, that's good That's one less thing to worry about Is what, the game that is, yeah. has been released? Word Realms we, uh, we have made good on all of our obligations To all of our Kickstarter backers Except the ones whose names are
0: <laughs> yes. in this hat Such Here as Stan in and Stan <laughs> in Connecticut
1: yeah.
3: And Philocleon I like that one
1: Are you keeping track of which ones of those you've read?
3: I just, I've just read this one I'm okay. holding it is that is that enough of a keeping I, track?
1: Listen, th- this is going to be bad enough
2: <laughs> without for you fucking it all
1: up, <laughs> even more. Um, yeah, what else is what else is going on? You're 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 in town now, yes, Kevin, because, for the next uh, couple weeks for the for the for the girlfriend graduation.
3: Yeah, that and then also uh, Phoenix Comic Con.
1: Oh, um, is that soon? Yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna go learn to play board games from the bros there? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. It sounds fun. Um, I like it when bros teach us to play board games. Do you? That one bro taught us to play Puerto Rico, and that's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, we could go teach some bros how to play uh, Android Netrunner.
3: Yeah, that's. I like the theming of that game a lot. Uh, I, I don't know how excited I am about the game itself. I want to give it another shot or two. I think, yeah, we should I decide.
1: We got a lot of opportunities to play it. Just the two of us sitting around. Yep, doing nothing else. In between games of pinball.
3: I want to know what other games are in this Android universe.
1: Well, there's a lot. Uh, just buy an Ouya, and you'll get to play all the other games in the Android oh, universe. sure. I think there's maybe, I don't know. Zach Gage was complaining about how porting oh, Spell Tower shit, to Android yeah. resulted in Google publishing his phone number, Do. and he started to get tech support calls about it.
3: Yeah. like I, I don't know that if I was having a problem with a a game, would I look up the developer's phone number and
1: call them? I mean, what's funny is that's how we met.
3: Well, sure. <laughs> I guess. Technically. Um, that's a true story.
1: <laughs> true facts. Yeah, you would do that. Except that I then had the sense to start paying. It, you like, know, that little stunt has probably cost me $1,200 1, over time. $1,200? Private registrations on every domain that I own that that people are aware of just like just well protecting my phone can you not number do from public registrations
3: with fake information
1: uh yes, well i don't know i've always been afraid hmm. i guess i probably should my name's dick charlie and uh my phone number is four <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> got boy. one of the first ones <laughs> yeah
1: i was lucky pennsylvania six five thousand <laughs> um okay well, I keep waiting for you guys to read some more of these things. You've got oh, you've got them. You've would got you like me cocks. to read some
0: more things? I've got one here that says Popov Dupree, which is a You're pretty good You're supposed to name. work it
1: into a gag. Um, oh, yeah. One of the racist Jesse characters moves. in my boxing game has <laughs> a name very similar to Popov Dupree. Uh, you know, uh, when I was in high school, I knew a girl named Jody. Uh, this that This is another true story.
2: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: you know one one thing that she has in common with Kickstarter backer Jody?
3: Their name. Their name. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah.
0: No.
3: Well, all right then. That's uh, a good guys, that's a good is, story. This is
1: shaping up to be literally the best episode. Have you guys uh have you guys been up to anything apart from finishing Word Realms the video game and being
0: gracious? <laughs>
2: <laughs> about it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Not really. I went to Sedona, but we talked about that on the other show.
1: This is an entirely we, new set we of used listeners. used it all up. I have it on good authority that there is zero overlap <laughs> between the listeners of our <laughs> other podcast and the listeners of this podcast.
3: How was your trip to it was, the places? It, it was good. Did you do any hiking?
1: No. Did you guys go to Jerome like I suggested?
0: No, I oh. forgot the name of it. <laughs>
1: oh, you just should have said, parents, take me to where Maynard from Tool makes his wine. <laughs> you buy a belt. I bought a swell belt there.
3: Did you get it handcrafted by a, a craftsman?
1: I did. Mm. I mean, I think he had handcrafted part of it before I got there, but I just I picked out the, the strop, I think is what they call that part, and then the, the glass Is that what they call the other part? Yeah. So
3: I'm worried that you're making this up. So
1: yeah, I chose the strop and the (laughs) glass, and then he punched some holes in it for me uh, using what I'm pretty sure you refer to as a strifle.
2: Hmm. Yeah, Hmm. they
1: are called holes. That was the only accurate part of that. I see. Um, Because you do strop things. Well, a strop is a a piece of leather used for sharpening something. Okay. Right. I think.
0: It's not like you used to... Is it also Fresh a in your verb? straight razor on, yes. Do you strop
3: something on a strop? I think yes. you do. Yeah, you strop it on a yes. strop. Okay. All
1: right. You strop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs>
3: Chris strop?
1: You, um, yeah. Hey, you know what I learned that has saved me a bunch of money over what? the last couple years of what? my life? And uh, video games hot dog listeners might not be aware of this. You can, uh, I have been using the same Gillette Mach 3... Uh. Cartridge for like a year, huh. um, because really? what you do the same cartridge, yes, the same wow. one for a year. I, I had done this with a previous one that that was in my like traveling bag, and it eventually broke over okay. the course of me. But you can totally sharpen them, and the way that you sharpen them is by a pair uh, of old jeans. You take a pair of jeans and you run the razor backwards against the pair of jeans ten times in each direction, huh. down the jeans and then up the jeans. You don't shave the jeans. I learned that lesson the hard way. Also, thanks for the new pair of jeans you got me for Christmas. None of that actually happened. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> y- you, just, uh, you just run, you, you, you pretend like you're backwards shaving. Pretend you're making a video about shaving and you're going to run the video backwards and be like, look at this video of me shaving my pants. It's so funny.
0: Why uh, Why does that work?
1: I don't know. I think it just sharpens the blades.
0: Whenever I tried to use a blade, they always... Clogged up with hairs you after rinse, like you one rinse go. In the hair, you goddamn yeti. They stay in there. Wait, you, they... you use a beard trimmer? Yeah, to use, get a use a trimmer sure, first and
1: yeah. get it down to get it down to just nubbles. Hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what the industry term. And is.
3: then uh, and then you use like a uh, industrial grade like.
0: So, sandpaper just yeah, to
3: well I was going to say uh, some, some, something that, that dissolves hair okay. and then the but razor not doesn't face. have to work much at all well you yeah. get one of those things right.
1: that's like the accelerator hand dryers that they have at fancy bars mm-hmm. only instead of just blowing air it blows fire oh and, and you, then you just, just put dip your, your dip, head in just there put your face in there, okay. in there and then, yeah. Cinder- you know like Cinder- when Cinder-tron. you reach toward a fire it's like oh shit all the hair from my arms are gone Right, you right. Just, that's how I shave huh all That's why hair. I've been using the same razor for a year is because I never really use it. No actual hair. Okay. All my
3: finger hairs got singed off when we barbecued.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I got uh, up some sausages. A lot of my lawn hairs got burned off when I uh I got tired of I got tired of putting off hauling a big load of brush oh. to the dump, so I just decided to buy a wash tub and burn it. Um Where's the washtub? It's in the back, filled with ashes. Okay. And surrounded by burnt grass. Yeah. Did it? Did you send the grass? I did. It, no, I, I full on had a brush fire, uh, a grass, a prairie fire. What do you call that? A grass fire? I guess. In yeah. the backyard of the office.
3: Were you at any point concerned that you might have burned down the office?
1: No, not even a little bit. Okay. It so so if you look, uh-huh. uh, the the washtub was four feet away from the any of the extremely flammable rotten dry walls right. of the office um, and the fire never made it any closer than two or three inches to the <laughs> wall so it was, was entirely okay. All right. It was safe. Sure. You know it was safe as houses. It was safe as the house of Kickstarter backer Perry hmm. which I assume has to be very safe. Hmm. Do you think that Perry has a refrigerator in his house? Oh okay. <clears throat> 80s football player name joke. Right. That fell on deaf fucking ears.
2: Well,
0: <sighs> I was only really ever aware of him because he was also a G.I. Joe character.
1: Really? Was mm-hmm. Lee the Flea a G.I. Joe character or a Kickstarter backer? I think, I think Lee the Flea was a Kickstarter
3: I
0: think backer. he could have been a G.I. Joe character. Or a... a well, you know,
1: you know how
3: I... to check is to blow up a plane that he's in and if he... It, just, it, it, if he gro- Yeah, if he just parachutes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. G.I. Joe okay.
1: character. Um did was there ever an episode of uh you know how like they had those Gilligan's Island cartoons where the the Harlem Globetrotters were there mm-hmm. all the time were there also GI Joe cartoons where the red hot chili peppers showed up?
0: Oh, that would be pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat>
3: yeah. Why why would the Glo- Harlem Globetrotters making the rounds of the Saturday morning cartoons, do you think?
1: I think it was a it was a, a short-lived zeitgeist.
3: Was it that, or did they get digitized? Do you think? And then like oh, like, so they oh so that like they were actually cartoons. It was actually them.
0: Trying to escape the TV universe, yeah, moving from right. show to show, or at least put us in so like Roger Rabbit. Trying to, so we to find the place poontang. home. That's what mm. I'm
1: saying in the 70s, wow, that would suck if you were digitized in a way that you were just in kids' cartoons. Mm. You would never, you wouldn't, you never. There's never any beer. Mm. Back in the 50s, it wouldn't have been a big deal because, like, you know, Bugs Bunny would drink, and you could.
3: I'm trying to, would you want to be in like
0: wizards or something like, Oh
1: man, heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I don't Maybe know. Maybe
0: if you could, if you could get to Japan,
1: there's a lot of sudden vaporizations <laughs> happening in heavy metal. I don't know that I would have wanted to risk that just for the, just for the weird seventies Bush in Ralph Bakshi <laughs> illustrated style. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. If
0: you could, if you could get into speed racer. I bet you could make the transition from that to, like, Robotech.
1: Okay. And then get
0: from there to, I like, you were Japan. Say.
1: If you could get into like Speed Japanese Racer, shows. you could probably fuck that monkey.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm, bestiality. Mm. What you about- know who's not into that? <laughs> uh, Kickstarter backer Hue- Huey Sagona. What about uh,
3: Kickstarter backer Chai JD, a naked Jews bird lady?
1: No, Chai JD is entirely into bestiality. <laughs> <clears throat> because uh, so, do you
3: think JD actually exists or is just a very complicated
2: uh, figment hallucination? hallucination? You have, we, I know, I've met, met her. her in real life. So yeah, I'm, uh, yeah.
3: But is it possible that that was just an, a memory implant?
1: Oh right. I mean, oh. So um, did you see her before we went to the secret Jew mind control restaurant? No. With them, so it could be. <laughs> It could be that one of the things that was in the root beer that they were out of. Him, him, you should ask why there's no root beer. Ah, God, that was the best fucking exchange. Yeah. No question you ask that guy doesn't have a funny Jew answer. (laughs) It's seriously the greatest. It was so great. It was kind of of amazing.
3: uh, Anyway. It's like where stereotypes are born.
1: But it was just like, you know, okay, like... There's a stereotype. Oh, they're quick-witted and sarcastic. Sure. Oh, okay.
2: Don't take it.
1: (laughs) Uh, What I'm saying is maybe they put a hallucinatory drug in whatever you ate. In the stew. In the Mm. cheeseburger or in the the BLT that you had. See, now I'm making jokes. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You can't eat at a kosher deli. You can, you just have to sneak it in. It's like carrying a, it's like <laughs> I carry a bacon flask when I'm in when I'm in Bed-Stuy. I don't know how to say Bed-Stuy. stoy Bed-Stoy? I don't even know where you're talking it's about. It's Bedford-Stuy the bedford Stoyvesant neighborhood Uh-oh. of Brooklyn where it's hipsters and orthodox Jews. Wow. And I don't know if that's actually where we were. I don't either. But it I, I like, have no like fucking Barcade, idea where we were. Barcade and the kosher deli. It was it was somewhere. It's definitely somewhere in Brooklyn.
3: Oh, shit. I need to... uh, You reminded me that I almost forgot to talk about a whole segment of video games.
1: Was it something about Brooklyn? Uh, Something about Barcade? uh, Oh, you played the indie Mega-Cade Cabin... uh, cabin Yes.
3: The Indie City Arcade.
1: Uh, Oh, was uh, Kickstarter backer Disco Doris there?
3: Not that I'm aware of. Oh, that's Mm. a shame. How
1: about
0: Kickstarter backer Pokey?
1: Wow. Did we pull out the husband and wife names in sequence?
3: It's. I mean,
0: I, they were probably were they printed, printed in that order, but they've been mm. mixed
1: around a lot, so yeah. that's a little surprising.
3: Wow.
0: P O K I.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well, thanks, guys, for your continued support.
3: I also pulled out. I also pulled out uh, Bob Broderick, who's one of my uh, college buddies. Wow. So this is this has been a, this has been a a good trip down memory lane.
1: All right, let's stop. This isn't as funny as when as when we pull proposed out ridiculous names when we proposed that. Our Kickstarter backers were were the crew of the USS Hitler. Was right. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, uh, let's let's move on to whether we've been playing any video games. Or okay, not. have we? Sounds mm. like a plan. I ha- I have been playing some video games.
3: Uh, oh,
0: actually, I have one thing left to say that isn't a video game. Oh yeah. So two weeks ago, in my awful, awful, stupid anecdote that I produced, I posed the uh, stumper of if there is a word that means the same thing in two different languages, but that word in the one language is spelled the reverse of that word in the other language. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and I, I struggled until I was able to track down the answer, and it actually is a thing. The word for kidney in Dutch is near, N-I-E-R, and in French it's Rhine, R-E-I-N. R-E-I-N. So there's your answer. If any of you, uh, if any of you were working on that over the last two weeks, how did, how did that you is the solution. Research that yeah. by remembering the site that I read it on and oh, going so back and an reading actual, the archive. It was an actual
1: until, puzzle. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was just a question that you posed randomly. No,
0: it was it was something that I remembered reading, but I couldn't remember the details. I see. It was from. Uh, 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 oh, I have all of a sudden forgotten the name of the site.
1: Games Magazine, October nineteen seventy nine.
0: Futility Closet.
1: Oh, okay. Futility Closet is a good website.
3: Yeah. So, are you sure that kidney in French is R E I N?
0: Uh, this is this is just what it said on the thing.
3: Hmm. Okay. What Google, is, tra- Google Translate what says say? renal. Because durian is nothing.
1: So. It's kidney failure. (laughs) That's what's in store for you. If you have that, nothing, um, video games, Kevin. Yes. You play them.
3: Yeah. I, uh, so I went to Emporium bar arcade, uh, which was a place started by one of the people that had started barcade in Brooklyn. Um, and back in, I think, February, uh, the Chicago indie dev, uh, people, um, had gotten together and put together a cabinet full of like game jam games, um, and then installed the the cabinet in the, uh, in Emporium. Mm. Um, and it, so it was just like, it, it looked more or less like any other video, ca- video game cabinet there. Um, but it was free to play and you'd go up to it and, uh to select a game you controlled a bear who wandered around a bar Wait, did he have to hug
1: people to get oxygen he did
3: not <laughs> but he could like knock over tables and beers and like like knock like he could just knock over all the people in the bar which is kind of funny but then he would go up to a, a game and if you if you selected that game as the one you wanted to play he would just like chug a beer that was on the table until he passed out um so theoretically, I think each game is taking place as like a dream in the in the bear's <laughs> in the bear's subconscious. Okay. Um, so they were they were all game jam games. So I you know I I guess I my expectations were higher than they should have been because like I was expecting like sort of more polished or more like complete po- projects or whatever. Um, a lot of them were not so much in the fun department. Um, let's hear what did. What did I play? So there's a game called Copilot. A lot of these games were multiplayer. Um, Melissa and I went to the bar and we played head-to-head head head for a lot of these. Um, so Copilot was a game where uh, you could play up to, I think, five players on this one. And you were, like, shooting, like, asteroids that were coming towards the screen. Um, but the way that it worked was that everyone had some controls over, like, a little reticle or whatever. And where you were actually aiming the gun was auto shooting but where you were actually was aiming was the the um average of all the different reticles and stuff like that mm. so like if if an asteroid was coming up from the upper right if both of you went up to the upper right you would pretty easily potentially shoot past it right like huh. so you guys all had different reticles and you were trying to like average to where you needed to shoot and you know, if one person just didn't do anything, if it was a two-player game and one person didn't do anything, it became a single-player game where you could just shoot stuff pretty easily. Um, but with multiple people playing, I could imagine with, like, four or five people playing, it would actually be kind of a hilarious adventure because then every time an, uh, an asteroid hits the screen or whatever you're supposed to drink... Huh. Right cuz like almost all the games were like themed around drinking and and being in a bar and that Oh, kind of because stuff. it took place at a barcade. Yes.
1: I thought uh that it would be funny if you were making uh like a sports drink for dogs to call it barcade. Barcade. Yeah. 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 Um Was that in any of the video games? No. Well then I'm not interested, Kevin. Uh
3: there was Beer Steroids which was like people I think it was up to two people on a on like a planetary surface and then like Uh, aliens and asteroids would sort of like swirl around and the controls were really rough like part of the problem with a lot of these games was that I feel like they were developed on PCs and then putting them in sort of an arcade environment where the control stick is this sort of like very um, rigid thing made it much harder where you didn't have as much control over whether you were hitting just up or up into the right or up into the left or whatever made a lot of them really tricky to, to control well um that that was a game that, that had some potential but like just wasn't balanced very well because it like became just overwhelmingly hard very quickly uh, Jupiter Jerry's Tour of the Keeper Belt was uh, another game which was probably the most feature rich game in the in the um, cabinet um, it was like basically like asteroids with power ups um,
1: that sounds like blasteroids yeah I mean sounds it was like right up my alley
3: it would have been fun except for the controls being rough um, there was a trivia, like a bar trivia game, where all the questions were about video games, which was kind of fun. Melissa, like, was kicking my ass, and then I made a late game uh, comeback, and we tied at the end, which was fun. Uh, so yeah. I kind of want that
1: as just bar trivia.
3: Sure. Uh, there was a game called Super Blackout, which was took the, like, the drinking game sort of very literally. You were controlling... It was a two-player game. You were each controlling a guy who had to get from one end of the bar where you started to the other end where there was a drink and then back to your table to sit down and drink. Um, and your controls got progressively harder and harder to control as you got more and more drunk and your bladder got full. And if you didn't go to the bathroom to relieve yourself, you would piss your pants and lose. And then the first person to drink like 10 beers won. We never got to the 10, 10 beer mark because it was so hard not to piss your pants. Hmm. Um, the more you drink, the better you, try the,
1: the better you were doing. Farting lightly out your dick.
3: Uh, no, I did not. The better you were doing, the harder it became
1: to control your bladder. Well, that's, just the a secret. that's the secret to <laughs> don't shit your pants, is to fart lightly.
3: Uh, and then <laughs> a, another game that was really fun was uh, Max Gentleman Presents a Gentleman's Drinking Game, which was uh, dudes in a bar with hats on. And every time you would drink successfully a drink from the bar, you would get another hat to put on top of your hat. Um, Beer bottles were thrown from either side at different heights. And if they hit your hat stack, they would knock a hat out of your hat stack. Um, But you could select a hat and then sort of jump it over bottles that were coming. So as you got more and more hats, you had more and more like sort of levels to defend um and I think the idea was to get up to eight hats or something like that, or ten hats or something like that. It was it was actually pretty fun. Like it was it was sort of a neat idea and kind of a good, you know, drinking game, sort of themed game or whatever. Um and then I tried to play this game called Rum Runner, which I just I don't know if it was broken or what, but like I think the idea was you were supposed to you were outside in the cold and there it was like kind of like frogger but there were bottles of rum i guess in the street and i think if you got enough of the bottles of rum in the street you would like warm up but i kept dying of cold um, so it was it was neat that this was a thing like it was a community sponsored what was the theme of the jam drinking games.
1: things for a barcade okay drinking games i think
3: and i don't know if i don't know if it was the jam was specific for this cabinet or if they Co-opted those games and tried to try to coerce them into the. Is the reason that you don't
1: know that because you don't
3: research the stories that you tell on this podcast. Well, I I am trying not to fill in details that I don't think were explained in the uh, in the article that I read about this, which is how I learned about it in the first place.
1: So it's because you're good at podcasts, not bad at podcasts.
3: Uh, no, it's probably somewhere in in between. Wow, I'm neutral neutral I'm not, podcasts. I'm not a dick to you when you're remote. Is that true?
1: Uh, <laughs> probably not probably more of a addictive but man I don't even know what else have you been playing besides that
3: oh yeah well, i played a bunch of games uh, now that now that word Roams is done I'm like video games uh, I played some Binding of Isaac um, and that's been you know fun-ish uh, heresy I I downloaded Ghost Trick for iOS oh nice which I only played through the first level um but it seems like it could be fun. I like the mm-hmm. puzzle aspect of it. I feel like there's a lot of story bits,
0: and there's, that might... there's a lot of story. you have to be willing to you have to you you really kind of have to get into the story because there's a lot of story to read
3: okay,' like that was the the thing that was kind of I was like, I kind of just want to solve some puzzles, yeah, and so I feel like that's going that's gonna the animation
0: good. in that is really beautiful too. I feel like
3: I like that there were like multiple. Like, just sort of things that you could do that didn't progress anything but, like, had an effect and that was kind of fun yeah. to see what, yeah. what how you were messing around with stuff. Um, I played two candy-related games, which you might have played uh, one or both of these. So I uh, I finally decided that I would give Candy Crush Saga a try. Hmm. So this is a... I think it might have started as a Facebook game. Uh, it's one of those king.com games. Like, they're sort of, like, the new rival to Zynga's throne hmm. as like a social gaming company um
1: so did you it is, just say throne because it, it says king? no
3: but uh, I think it's
1: appropriate uh, would you say they've stolen the scepter possibly Zynga? Uh,
3: I don't know if they've stolen it they're just they're just up and coming and making a bunch of money um, would you
1: say they've executed a lot of their wives because the church wouldn't let them divorce <laughs> them?
3: no I
0: would not say that okay.
1: uh Quick! What else do I know about kings,
0: uh, C- crowns? Oliver Cromwell. Uh.
1: Uh, do you think that they're a better actor than Ben Zingasly? Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoa.
3: Um, so I don't know if you guys have played Candy Crush Saga. No. Nope. It is basically a bejeweled clown.
1: Um, Wait, hold on. I want to see if I can get some more mileage out of this King thing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, each level is a little different. There, there's some sort of puzzly aspect to them, in that like some that like the puzzle. The the boards are laid out differently. Sometimes you have to. Your goal in the level is to get. Um, To clear a certain number of spaces that have like Mm -hmm. gel on them that like clears as you play that square. Okay. Um, Sometimes it's to get as many points as you can in a
0: certain time limit, that kind of thing. Um, This game sounds like there's a series called Azada on iPad that sounds maybe. I mean,
3: it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty old trope. Yeah. Um, This game had some of the most egregious attempts at monetization I have ever seen. Really?
0: Uh, We've both, seen some egregious attempts at monetization.
3: Both sort of in the like, everything, every button you hit will spawn a window that's like, oh you, so you want to pay, you know, a certain amount of money to buy mm. this thing? But then the amounts of money that they were asking for, it was like, oh you want to buy this power-up that lets you play five more turns that'll be $20. Whoa! That kind of thing. Like there was a bunch of stuff in there that was $20, 30 40 60 for for what seemed like incredibly small like advantages and i was like holy oh, shit there was almost nothing in there for under five dollars like the, i think there was like one or two very very minor things for like a dollar but it was just i was like blown away by what apparently people are willing to pay for in this game uh and i guess maybe you you get a bunch of free stuff if you Link it to your Facebook profile so they can start spamming your, yeah, of your friends or whatever. But yeah, I was I was sort of disgusted with it, and I was like, you know, I will see how far I can get in this game without spending any money. And I got to a level that, as far as I could tell, was basically designed as a choke point um, to force you to sp- spend some of these like resources that let you have power ups during the middle of the game or whatever. Because it was so, it was so stacked against you in terms of being able to actually beat it. Hmm. With within the regular confines of the game. Um, and then apparently, and I don't know if I didn't verify this myself, I, on the flight out here from Chicago, uh, there was a, a woman next to me was playing Candy Crush Saga. And I was like, just out of curiosity, what level are you on? She's like, oh, I'm on level 12 or whatever. I've gotten up to level 35, but it won't let me go on unless I either give them money or connect it to my Facebook account. Wow. And I was like, wow. You know, and I've gotten to like 32 is where I had like, Locked off, and I was like, "Well, maybe it was for the best that I stopped huh. playing then, because I also would have quit in a couple of levels later." It sounds like if, if that's all, that's what you. Have I mean, to do. and
0: if it's if it's just fucking match three, that's you can get that for free so many places. Well, but you don't necessarily. You're not making candy out of it. Oh, well, right? okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like the the number of new mechanics and sort of novelty of it was pretty low compared
0: to. Yeah, I mean it is no matter what platform you're playing it on i guarantee you can find a free one yeah it was it was amazing like so i got like you, you
3: know, know if 30... you play it on
1: android everything is free cuz you just bit torrented <laughs> i was
3: like 30 levels in or whatever and then i was like i wonder how many like cuz they you're sort of like making basically like a shoots and ladders map of like candy as you sort of open up new levels and stuff like that uh, and i just sort of scrolled up through like the unfilled in things and it just goes on and on and on I, and i did a sort of rush action. It seemed like there were like four hundred ish levels mm. or so that you could eventually play. And I was like, "This is gonna even if I didn't want to, or even if I wanted to give them money." I don't know how long it would take me to do this. And it it was like you didn't you got like five lives, five non failed levels before you had to wait half an hour to get another life. It was another it was a time game uh, thing. It was yeah. like every. Every awful, everything we hate, yeah, in one all game. in one game. I was man, it blew my mind how how sort of gross this was. And I, they're doing great; they're making tons and tons of money. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, in addition to that, I played uh, Candy Box, which is uh, yeah. awesome. It was a lot was of fun. fun. Yeah, Candy Box is neat. Um, also has a time-based mechanism where you acquire candies by just starting up the game. It just sort of starts ticking up. Like one candy every second, I think? Get yeah. One candy a second?
1: I fucked up. I, I made it all the way to hell, and then I was about to leave for the day, and you said, oh, before you leave, do something on your computer. And I said, oh, right, because I needed to give you a document or something. And then I went, and I did that thing, and then I just closed the browser.
2: Like, <sighs> ah, shit. <sighs> so it's your fault. Oh,
1: anyway, I'm but I'm just not going to play it anymore. I'm, I I do not I don't need to see the rest of it.
3: It's, there are a couple of, of neat systems at the very, very end of the game that it's a little sad you're not going to see, but they're not like,
1: was see. this, was this a Ludum Dare game?
2: I, don't, I think it was. I, I don't know. think this was an
1: entry in the most recent, I feel like such an asshole pronouncing it correctly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Chile.
1: Yeah. Just don't do it. Just, yeah. don't But I mean, what, what do you do? What is the answer?
3: Uh, just don't ever say it out loud. Yeah. Just write, oh, write this was one of, yes. this one, one of the LD. This
0: The LD games. games. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, it reminded me uh, a little bit of parameters. Uh, like, hmm. you know, a thing where you click on stuff to make other stuff happen without a lot of context or meaning to it necessarily. Hmm. Um, but the systems were really cool. It was like a bunch of neat little systems all sort of bundled together and yeah, just yeah. Was gradually unfolding. And
0: I was impressed at how well it anticipates and handles the fact that you're just going to leave it open all night mm-hmm. and how the, it becomes exponential to, to deal with it. To get power uh, yeah. in that kind of sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like people kept talking about how awesome their like scores were or whatever. But then if you kind of beat the game, you kind of get infinite. Mm. Like to the point where you get candies and stuff in the scientific notation instead of (laughs) numbers because it's.
1: Oh, so it's like frog fractions.
3: Kind of like frog fractions, (laughs) yeah. Um,
1: I didn't uh, solve all the frog's riddles on my own. I solved all of them except the last one.
0: I got all of them. Yeah. (laughs) I like the frog. I also. I like how it gets closer and closer as it appears. (laughs) That was kind of creepy.
1: like a different frog every time too
0: yeah not a lot of resolution there
1: hmm um
3: yeah and like all just javascript basically
1: super which means it's totes hackable sure
3: well it's all yeah it's like it's all client side and all javascript right so um what else did i play uh i played uh this game by a very new um game designer galaga 2 okay (laughs) Um, apparently there is a, uh, sort of a platform for making video games, uh, that came out of MIT called Scratch.
0: Oh, I keep meaning to check that out because it looked, the interface looked really interesting. But uh, I, it's, keep I
3: feel
1: like it's like logo. Yeah. Mark two.
3: Something, something along those lines. Um. So this this guy William Fisher made a game, mm-hmm. sort of like a sort of like a spiritual successor to Galaga. Hmm.
1: Um, like in in so far as it used a bunch of sprites <laughs> from sure. Galaga. Yeah, um, I got killed by the boss.
3: I I was able to beat the boss, but I think I, I think I either was exploiting or uh, found a found like
1: a I thought you were under the impression that the boss had no offensive capabilities but that I somehow managed to get (laughs) killed by it anyway just because I am that bad
3: yeah I I wasn't sure I wasn't sure um but yeah it was cool there were like a bunch of different enemies with a bunch of different uh
1: I think I hear somebody behaviors chopping down my car outside (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you want to go do you want to go check that out no I don't It'll it'll be a funny story. If I go over there and my car is just on its side, (laughs) apples everywhere. (laughs) And I'll say, did you do this? And the hobo will say, I cannot tell a lie. (laughs) There's a snake. There's a snake inside my face. (laughs) He told me to hit your car with an axe, sir.
3: Weird. I I thought you were... Somehow transitioning into a Godfather Two reference. But... I have not seen the Godfather Two. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Actually, it, would have been, one... it would have been oranges instead of apples, but I thought you were trying to compare them.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> uh, uh, wait at the end of at the end of the Godfather One, the Godfather puts an orange slice yeah. in his mouth and then dies.
3: Okay. Right. Spoil- Ooh, spoilers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Spoiler at the end of this movie from 1978, <laughs> the long dead. Marlon Brando.
3: You should, you should watch Got the Brother, too. That's it actually when he died. he
1: died. He died. Like, he is such a method actor
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that he would not allow them to. But, and then it was like, they were like, Marlon, we, we can't film this scene first if you're really going to go through with this. And he argued with them. Also. He swallowed a bug. <laughs> he was really crazy by that point. I swallowed a
2: piece of orange.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I finally saw uh, Apocalypse Now, too. Yeah. Apocalypse <laughs> Now, too. The <laughs> sequel. Have you seen,
3: have you, did you ever watch Hearts of Darkness? No. Okay.
1: I've also never read Heart of Darkness.
3: It's okay.
1: I did watch Lost in La Mancha. Okay. Which just made me surprised that Terry Gilliam has ever successfully made anything at all.
3: Did you read Don Quixote? Like Ki-
1: I didn't. Okay. I don't speak Spanish well enough to read could read it in translation. Anybody could read it in translation. I mean, except a baby who doesn't know how to even read English. Could they read it it, in sign language? (laughs) I don't know. That's pretty native, right? Like, that's inherent to your brain. Isn't that what uh, Terrence McKenna says? We ate some mushrooms, and so now we know sign language when we're born.
0: (laughs) I just had the dumbest thought. Is that Lamarckian? (laughs) I I was, for a moment, I, I had the brief wonder of do they print do, are there any books that are printed, printed in, in sign, language sign language for deaf people <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what's wrong with me <laughs> well i mean maybe audio books right
3: uh, printed they, printed in printed sign, sign language <laughs> sign language
0: okay huh.
1: hmm. video books <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, there was a there was a sign uh, translator at at uh, graduation uh, when when Melissa got her PhD and I think they just stepped down from the stage when they started doing all the names because I think they weren't gonna <laughs> sign out everybody's name hmm. <clears throat> but that would have been kind of amazing to see them go nuts and do all
1: that. I had a, not exactly an argument, but, uh, I asked a question of somebody and I didn't get a satisfactory answer as to whether ASL counts as a language or whether it could exist in the absence of English. Oh. Huh. Well. I mean, it, it, novel thoughts can be expressed. Yeah. Right. Like it is, it is like. A language in the Turing completeness sense mm. of being able to express concepts, but...
0: Does it have enough vocabulary to to be no. a language on its own? Because there, there are a lot of words that you have to spell out letter by letter. I don't either. know how
1: much vocabulary a language needs before you consider it to be a real language. I mean, yeah. if, it, if it has the facility to create new words for things that it doesn't already have words for, then I guess that counts.
3: Okay. Right? It is a little weird that, for, as a fallback, you just spell out words in another in a in English right like yeah
1: which is what prompted me to ask the question and I think it was it was taken very defensively you know like I was like well that's not a language dummy
3: I think if there was a large enough population of people who only spoke
1: ASL to each other well but this is my question can you only speak ASL or or does that mean anything if you don't speak English does a person who are you going to, are you going to get into the Chinese room argument against no, the I Turing wasn't.
3: test, right? No. Um, but I was going to ask, does a person like a person who does not hear at all, I guess that could learn to read, but what if they, what if the only language that they learned was sign maybe mm-hmm. then? Cause that's something and that, <laughs> um, where, like, people who learn sign language just as a second language are not usually... Like, there's a fluency that comes from learning that as your first language that is just something that I don't know that you can pick up. And that's a thing that makes me think that it it is close to or could easily be a, a real language if it isn't now. Right? Like,
1: See, if I had actually attended more of my... Linguistics, linguistics classes <laughs> i would know what <laughs> determines whether something is a real language or not is that all your video games yeah it's all my video games what about your video games right uh
0: now? i uh, i also played a bunch of uh of uh, candy candy box um i all the the main game i played uh i've been playing some of a game called anodyne on steam which is a sort of a Uh, mechanically it's very similar to link to the past sort of a 16 bit zelda style game with your top-down overworld and scrolling yeah um, and you know poking out your weapon to to hit a monster and dungeons of puzzle sorts and mazes Um, except instead of being fantasy tropes like a zelda game it's set in a sort of Sort of a futury techno ruins, like a maybe a post post apocalypse where some people have recovered the land a little bit. So it's not like it's not like all rusted metal and everything everywhere. But there's some some weird stone uh, temples and forests. But everything still has this kind of weird science magic kind of flavor to it.
1: It's made of circuit boards.
0: Yeah. Not quite. Are you hitting it's things hard with a to sword describe. or are you shooting things with a laser? You are hitting things with a broom. Oh. And uh, there some of the characters comment on, on how kind of dumb it is for the hero uh, to have a broom as a weapon. It's actually kind of interesting mechanically because besides just having the, you know, poke your broom out to poke a guy attack. With the stick part? Uh, with the brush part. Okay.
1: Can you also go in a circle around them and use your broom to make bricks like in Zookeeper?
0: <laughs> well, the, uh, the other mechanics it has that I've discovered so far is sometimes you find a pile of dust on the ground. And poking that with your broom will pick it up and then you can put it down in another square. And that will, for example, block a laser coming out of a laser turret. Or if you put the dust down in water, you can use it as a raft. Okay,
1: and that is I, I'm told how uh, seafaring was
0: invented mm-hmm. yeah. by by putting dust on. Yeah, in wire. fact,
1: if you play uh, early builds of Civilization, the tech tree is broom <laughs> raft, and that's it. It's like you know what? We figure you pretty much got it. Huh? You got it nailed down at this. Well, because
3: all the rest of the
0: stuff, there's just already lasers out in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's very. Um, so far, it's been very non-linear. Uh, once I got past the introductory sec- segments, it, the the world really opens up, and I'm not sure that there's any specific order you're meant to be doing things Are in. Are there power-ups? Uh, I have gotten so far one power-up that causes when you poke your broom out, it also shoots a little bit of dust out to the sides, so like the end of your broom is wider. Okay. Um. And there there are keys that you find that open some specific gates, and then there are uh, trading cards that you find that when you have collected a certain number of them, there are numbered gates that will unlock, and behind those are areas where you can get, like, an extra life container. And it, it looks really nice. It's pretty good. Uh, it's uh, well worth checking out to anybody that likes a Zelda game. I like a Zelda game. Yeah. And it's both Mac and PC on Steam. Anodyne. A-N-O-D-Y-N-E. Okay.
1: Cool. Is that it?
0: That's pretty much it.
1: That and WoW and Minecraft?
0: Uh, No WoW, a little bit of Minecraft. Mainly I've been uh, watching uh, an extended Let's Play of Deadly Premonition and collecting screenshots of that for for an art project.
1: Okay. Are are you one of the 1.3 million people who quit playing WoW over the last couple months?
0: Uh, I think I quit earlier than that.
1: Did you actually unsubscribe? No. Yeah, me neither. Never. No.
0: Yeah. I mean, eventually, I'll get back into my head that I want to go back, I'm sure, and I'll go do some stuff and probably have been kicked out of the guild that I was in. <laughs>
1: I'm just in some random guild of people who don't. Like, it's just, the guild keeps leveling up. I've got all the perks. Hmm. Fast, and it's, it'd be weird to play without them at this point, I think you know cuz it's like you just move faster and your <laughs> reputation gains are faster and
0: uh i i mean i was interested in gilding up because i was interested in seeing the raids but now that now that you can see the raid content without a guild, without a guild and and it's not it's not as difficult i mean the mechanics for the raid for proper raid bosses are trickier and and more elaborate and in some ways meaner than they are in the looking for raid but and i'm reading, less less interested in that about than, those yeah
1: seeing the encounter in easy mode and then reading about how it works in hard mode yeah I think exactly is just as
0: and all i'm yeah for I,
1: guys of our temperament
0: i'm way more interested in seeing the graphics and the fiction and what the boss looks like than i am in beating it on hard mode and learning so.
1: even more stuff about the Titans yeah. and how the whole world is just a computer,
0: <laughs> a computer made out of dwarves. Dwarves are the hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have you been playing?
1: I played a bunch of Neverwinter, which
0: is pretty cool. So,
3: question:
1: <clears throat>
3: Why is Neverwinter a setting or something?
1: Neverwinter, I think it's a city in Forgotten Realms, right? If mm-hmm. it, if it is in the same setting, in the same campaign setting as Baldur's Gate. Okay, and so that's
3: that's Forgotten Realms, yeah. I
1: think. And the Sword Coast. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, Neverwinter
3: so Nights was a, yes, a game. Well, but I mean, like, I'm just- well, so
1: Neverwinter Nights was a was a game that I'm pretty sure was like an online game that you could play with pre Blue Box graphics. It was like. Played it on CompuServe and shit in the very early nineties. Okay, and then they made another game called Neverwinter Nights. That's the one that you are thinking of. Okay, okay. And Neverwinter Nights too. And they were both they both had a lot of like user content creation tools. Right. Yeah. In them, it was like so this is just a computer version of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So like you right. can be the dungeon master and make stuff. Um, Although I, it had a it had a
0: huge single player campaign too. Yeah. So, but it just seems like uh,
3: uh, that they are confusing. They're like creating all sorts of points of confusion by having yet another game.
1: Well, they're confusing you. Called
3: Neverwinter, sure, but isn't don't don't you think that's a valid thing, right? Like, I hear Neverwinter, I'm like, okay, is this in that same family? Is it a totally new game that that doesn't share anything other than like the fact that's that in the, it's a in the same game? setting? It's,
1: so the 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 abilities and stuff that you have are based on fourth edition DV, DVD. I'm <laughs> so <they're based laughs> oh, sorry, I mean Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> fourth edition D&D, but they're not, like, your daily powers are, you can do this thing once you've filled this hexagonal-shaped meter. Okay. You know, so it's like every I don't know, tw- 20 minutes you can use a daily power. You Your encounter powers are like, you have some number of charges, and I think that you build up charges over time. They've already had to change the rules because of some Faster than anticipated, XP gain from the user-generated dungeon mm. stuff. Yeah, you know, which
3: you were when I saw you playing this for ten minutes or something like that, and you were in some sort of user-generated dungeon.
1: I was, and it was like a it was like a slightly less polished version of like you get a quest from a guy who's like, Hey, did you know that there's a bunch of user-created content in this? You should go <laughs> check out one of these dungeons. Looks like a dick. <laughs> um, and uh it, know, had, and the,
3: it had flaming balls.
1: Yeah, there was a fair. quest there was a quest to go, you know. They they have these cycling things where it's like up by your mini map, there's a little schedule. So it's like thirty minutes from now it's like crafting time. So during this time, if you hit a crafting node, you'll get a bonus materials. And then forty nine minutes from now is PvP time. So anybody who does a PvP scenario will get some extra rewards what? for doing that. And then after that, it's foundry time, and foundry is the user-created content, so be sure and run a foundry dungeon during that time. Huh.
2: What?
1: I, I mean, I don't know. So it's, it's free-to-play, really large-scale. I mean, it's, it's an MMO. Huh. You know? It says that it's action. It says that it's an action MMO, but I'm not sure that I believe that it is fundamentally different than an MMO.
3: What's like what are the differences between action MMO and MMO?
1: Well, I mean, so I like I would characterize, say, Team Fortress Two as an action game, right? And World of Warcraft as a hot bar cooldown style MMO.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And this is a lot more it, it is faster paced. You know, and, okay. I, and I think it probably just has better tricks for dealing with latency, but it's still pretty hot bar cooldown. Huh. Like you, you know, my, my cleric dude, his primary attack is just like shoot a fucking laser at these guys, but it's actually a spear made of face. It's dude. actually a
3: Blu-ray. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but it never, it never misses. I mean, you, like you, you, you target a dude, you click the thing and it just shoots a spear at that dude. And if like, you know, if he goes around a corner and then the spear goes around the corner, it's like, it's huh. not. It, it, it's not like a shooter, and right. I don't know what melee combat is like. I'm messed with it, so it could be the thing where, like, you know, you swing your sword and it hits everybody that's within range of it. But right. like, it doesn't seem super revolutionary in terms of the way that you're interacting with it. I don't precisely understand how the instancing works either. Like, there are places that are outdoors where you and other people are running around, and I never know. If if I run up and help somebody kill something, am I losing experience? If I pick up stuff that falls on the ground, am I taking it from them? Like, there are so many different ways of handling that kind of shit now that I have no idea.
3: I feel like I would, if stuff dropped on the ground... I would just sort of see what happens. Stand happened. there and see if somebody if else picks. It up. If Anybody else picks anything disappear. up, then I'm like, okay, well, clearly yeah. it's shared. But I mean, otherwise... so with like
1: gold, it's possible that they pick it up and it just splits it between everybody who killed everybody who worked on killing that dude. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Also, I don't really know what you spend that gold on. There are like you would love it. There are like nine billion currencies. Okay. I thought about giving them some money. I was like, <laughs> get more currencies. All right. So there is. They. They. I mean. It seems like the sort of uh, current way of encouraging microtransactions in a game like this is like a chest drops, and it's like, hey, this chest probably got something pretty good in it. Bet you'd like to buy one of these keys, and then you know you buy a key, and it's like four dollars or something. But I started looking at the four dollars
3: for a single chest. I have no
1: idea, huh? like I didn't really so I I started looking at the cash shop and I was like all right well so there's some like the the most expensive things in the cash shop are four thousand of these zen coins or whatever for like just a crazy fast mount that you still have to like level up to the point where you can get to the mount but I mean that's probably another two hours of gameplay for me to be there and then I looked at the actual cash shop there was something wrong with it like there was enough friction. In the way of it that I just decided, eh, you know what, I'm going to come back to this later, and maybe I won't ever. But that's like 40 bucks. It's like a $40 horse.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, it's a pretty sweet horse. Right. But I feel like I could buy a real horse for $40. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably a horse in like a year's supply of food. I could rent a horse. I certainly rent a horse for the rest of that horse's life. <laughs> For
2: $40.
1: <laughs> there is probably a horse that you could, like, like mostly dead horse that somebody would rent you for.
2: <laughs> or
3: a horse that you could rent and then immediately kill. Okay, so, yeah, I
1: guess if you rent a horse. And then sell the If, you rent a, if, if there's a $40 an hour horse rental place yeah. and you rent a horse for an hour and then you kill it after five minutes, you have rented it for the rest of its life for right. $40, yeah. Right. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened that made me in the end decide to not give them any money but I think it was just a thing like I clicked a thing and then it was like money, what money, what <laughs> and so I, I was just like, huh, okay uh, but then there's some sort of astral diamonds uh, that you can spend stuff on and you get some astral diamonds for doing some daily quests but they're not astral diamonds, they're unrefined astral diamonds and uh-huh. you can only refine a certain number of astral diamonds per day
3: so it's gated both in terms of c- collecting them and then refining them.
1: There is an in-game economy where at any point, this is like, uh, what was that? Spiral Nights, mm-hmm. uh, where you can just open a little pane of the UI and there is an exchange between zen, which are the cash shop dollars, and astral diamonds. Okay. Okay. So those, there is a path though it might be very slow to to getting you, to you the... getting cash shop currency without giving them any money. I see. Um, can you then also buy stuff with astral diamonds? Yes, there are sh- there are vendors so there, that only there, sell stuff for astral diamonds. There are people
3: that will give them real money for zen. And then buy your astral diamonds yes, so they and can and then buy.
1: spend those astral diamonds on. And, and so I think maybe what limits that, maybe the reason you can only refine so many astral diamonds in a day is because they don't want, you know, they want that, mu- that mount to take three months of farming right. for you to be able to get enough of the Zen coins. But the players control the market. Of the, the exchange that. rate. The exchange rate, yeah. So I don't know unless there are controls in place hmm. for that.
3: Yeah, I mean, like it reminds me of that Eve issue where they gave you extra XP based on the the value of the cargo. Yeah, it was but just the, about. But to that add, was based on the player economy,
1: not right. On and it was in, like intrinsic Jesus, value. Why, You could have asked us <laughs> whether that was a good idea or not, and yeah. w- like that. Se- that just that seems like such a freshman mistake mm. in not anticipating the way that people are gonna exploit. I wasn't, I was thinking about that, but I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't know enough of the details, but it was, it was basically like some bonus that you got in the game was based on the value of an item that you lost and the value of an item that you lost was determined by how much people were willing to pay for it. It's
3: average price. And so people were like,
1: I'm going to sell this to my buddy for a billion-isk and then sell it back to my other buddy, and then we're going to both go out in ships with this worthless item and blow it up and get all kinds of free shit because of it. It's like, how is that not like obvious? How is yeah, there nobody yeah. that works for you that yeah. that strategy didn't immediately occur to them? Like that's.
2: You
1: I, know. I mean, I'm not trying to be. There, I'm have, not been, trying, there have
3: been times where we, where we have sure, been like where,
1: that's true. I'm not. I'm. It sounds like I'm being a dick to them, and I'm not because yeah. I know that they are smart, and I know that they are paying a lot of attention to this. But it's like. Every time something like that is proposed for KOL where it's like, well, you know, the way that you can have the game know which things are valuable and which things aren't is by look at the way they're selling in the mall. And it's like, no, because then that instantly incentivizes people fucking with the mall price. Right. And it's just not it's not a reliable indicator of anything once you start using it for something, right? like it is a reliable descriptive indicator mm-hmm. of the value of stuff, but once it becomes a functional indicator, it will become meaningless People
3: ask for it all the time tying tying value of things to sort of mall rates for like in in clan type situations like
1: but i mean once you once you turn that into a any, knob any kind that of can mind. be yeah. turned, people will start turning it to their yeah. advantage. So then there are also like these bounty hunter guys that you are fighting in a particular area and like these many arrows orcs will drop many arrows insignias and you trade in enough insignias and then you get a seal and then you trade in enough seals and you get some gear from this guy, I guess. Okay. There is also some other kind of... Cra- I don't... There's like an auction house that I haven't gone to because I don't know what kind of currency it takes. And also I just haven't really, I've been just killing skeletons and shit instead uh-huh. of, instead of trying to participate in the player economy. I mean, I could probably go buy a lot nicer gear.
3: Does gold drop?
1: Like as... It does. Okay. So far I haven't needed any of it for anything. Okay. Um,
3: Maybe you can use it to buy all of these other currencies.
1: You can buy, kits that let you interact with the crafting nodes in the world. The the way that the way that that stuff works feels like a real compromise to me because
3: The way that crafting works? Well
1: so there are these nodes that each class has. So if you are a thief you can interact with a like a thievery node which is like a backpack that you can unlock. And if if you are a cleric you can interact with a religion node which is like a little altar or something. And it seems like what all of those nodes are is just a random treasure chest full of crafting materials. So it's like, all right, so I've used my religion skill to interact with this altar. I got three iron ingots, four something leaves, and two well, because, matted furs. Be, you're,
3: because you understand uh, religious practices, you understand that this altar was actually constructed out of a bunch of materials, and you just quickly disassemble <laughs> it.
1: Right. Um, you get the same thing doing a nature skill check on like a, like a bunch Logs. of mushrooms. Yeah, like a pile of mushrooms.
3: You also get iron ingots.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they are all the same, and you can huh. buy you can buy these kits for gold that let you interact with the ones that your class can't innately interact with. Oh, I see. And they they have like varying. I'm assuming the quality tiers of those kits have varying mm-hmm. percentage chances of success, right? At doing it, and that just seems weird. Sure. Yeah, that's odd. You know, like, they had plans for what those things were going to do, but then they ended up having to balance them to make them all the same, or they ran out of Mm -hmm. time, and it's like, oh, well, fuck. We, the guy who's supposed to make the giant veins of copper just exposed to the world all of a sudden uh, didn't show up today. Oh, I know. Let's uh, take the unfinished work by the mushrooms guy and just make that give you copper. (laughs) Like, okay. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any idea. Um, you know, there are some puzzles where there's like a switch you got to flip, and it drains the water out of something. That's okay, a pretty, it's a pretty classic dungeon move. Um, I also uh, I finished the Knife of Dunwall, which was the DLC for oh, right. Dishonored. It was much shorter than I was expecting it to be. Oh, okay. And the third level is just a repurposed level from the original game. Oh, that sucks. And it was pretty good. It 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 was fine like it's your hideout in the original game you go and you kill your character from the DLC and in this oh. one it's like you're you're in that hideout where you would go to do that but you
3: Okay. Um, in the original game you kill Yes. In the DLC you play a character that is dead in the yeah. original game?
1: Yeah, and I mean it's in the beginning. The opening cutscene is like you are your life is almost over. Let's see what you accomplish with the time that you've got I left here. Um,
0: huh. It's kind of interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, it is. I don't really. I don't. It's been like ten days since I played this, but I don't remember a lot of the story stuff that was going on. You know, it's, um, it's fun though. It's still a fun game. I played. uh I played like an hour of Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon. Yeah, which is just like a sort of a cheesy, sort of cyberpunk, sort of eighties. You you rip a lot of cyber hearts out of things, and then you can throw them uh, to use as lures to get the blood dragons, which are just (laughs) Tyrannosauruses. Except they're Tyrannosauruses that glow different colors, depending on what kind of mood they're in.
3: Is it... So, like, I didn't see any trailers or anything for this. I just heard people talking about how ridiculous it was. And, like, the, the way people were talking about it made me think of, like, I don't know, Saints Row 3 or whatever. Yeah, yeah is it sort of just that kind of wacky anything goes kind of mentality or
1: well it's it's a little more restrained in its in its scope i guess but it's not as well executed hmm. i don't think you know it's like it could have been a lot funnier the writing could have been a lot better there's there's a tremendous amount of like you know one of the one of the loading screen tips is, loading screen tips will give you information. <laughs> but then, so many of them were of like jokes of the form, like X is X, or, you know, press crouch to crouch, get behind cover press to be behind crouch. cover. Like just a bunch of you know, it was like how do we how do we make. It's like they took all the tool tips from some other game and then they just wrote, like, smart-ass versions of them that weren't informative. It starts with, like, a sort of a joke tutorial thing where it's, like, somebody somebody as a prank flips the tutorial switch in your, like, cyber brain or whatever. Uh And so you're just saying, like, God damn it. Because you can't move until the thing tells you (laughs) to, like, learn how to move. And it's fine. I mean, I heard people say that it got old before... Before it was done, but I—I I don't know. I felt like the the pacing of that was
3: Acceptable. was okay.
1: Yeah, um, he just he does a lot of like cheesy action movie one-liners. When you you know you'll like shoot a guy in the head, and he'll be like, "Don't lose your head," right? You know, it's pretty pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you get a, I got like the first because it's basically just Far Cry Three but reskinned. Um, and you get like a hostage rescue mission, and you're supposed to, you re- know, you're rescuing a scientist from this cyber soldiers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, your mission objective is just save a nerd, and then it's marked on your. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's I. I don't know how much of it I'm gonna play. Really, it has this feature that I don't remember if Far Cry Three had or not, but it is driving me fucking bananas. Where when you loot. A corpse. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you're ever looting, this might not be true, but it it goes into the like skinning animation from Far Cry Three, yeah, and I think that there was a corpse looting animation from Far Cry Three where you like take you know, you take their cigarettes or whatever. But you at the end of that animation are more or less facing in a random direction, as opposed to the direction that you were facing Ew. when you hit the button to loot the thing. Oh, wow. And everything looks identical because of the art choices. that so you just lose your facing entirely? Constantly. Constantly. Huh. Constantly. And minimap is not north is up. So... What is it? It is... It's just... It's like... It is the kind of minimap that apparently everybody else on Earth except me thinks is the natural way a minimap should work. Like Where, way, whatever direction you're whatever facing, direction is you're up. facing is up. Yeah. Oh, God. And I cannot imagine a more useless navigation aid than that to me. Like it. Like hmm. I don't understand why most people want the GPS in their car to just be. A picture of, of exactly the what they can see, <laughs> except with all the streets labeled. Right. Like, how is this helping you? How is this teaching you anything about where you? are? But apparently, that's the way that most people operate, right? So there's not. I'd rather have a map that option. was zoomed
3: out so far it was just you, your yeah. dot on the United States. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's what that's what my awesome oh, GPS yeah. does. That's
3: another game that I played that we should talk about. Oh yeah, the Geo- geoguesser.
1: Geoguesser is pretty good. Yeah. It gives you a it gives you a random. It's not random. Oh, it isn't. I got a repeat. I got which the exact same yeah. location, which I can I, yeah, I cannot believe that of all the of all the lat long coordinates in on all of the obscure islands south of Japan <laughs> in all the oceans of the world. I can't believe that I got that one twice. Unless it's one of those things where it picks a random coordinate and then finds the street tag thing closest oh, to that sure. so there might be a big area of ocean that always resolves to that because there's That's only a good
3: one point it's a, there's a, there was a lot of coastal stuff like, that it could I be like
1: that stochastic planet thing yeah. where it's got an algorithm that fixes that but yeah then so then basically so like it gives you a street view and you can look around yeah. apparently you can also move yeah but i felt like that was
3: I don't know that it helps in a lot of cases. Like I mean, you could go a couple hundred miles and find find something, something yeah. but and then
1: you wouldn't remember where you were to begin with. Yeah, right. But then you so then you you add another view like a little mini map in the upper right where you click to plant a little flag on Google Maps, and then it tells you how far your guess was from where the Street View thing was taken. And you get
3: points yeah. based on how uh, close you were. Points are. based on the distance. It's yeah. like zero to thirty five hundred. Like thirty five hundred,
1: yeah. If I got I got within a kilometer of one once because it happened to pick a street view thing that was obviously very close to the Golden Gate Bridge, right. like it's like right near the Golden Gate Bridge, and so I got within a mile of it, and it's like yeah, thirty three fifty or something was the points that I got for that. But you get five of them, and then
2: the sum up. of your
1: score is, hmm. is. some but, of it. Sometimes it will pick one that's just like this is just a highway in a forest. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's not even any other cars on the road. Right. So you don't know which direction the Google car is driving, and you don't know which direction any of the other cars are going, so you can't even tell, all right, is this maybe England? Is this maybe Australia?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was able to – I played a game where all five of my locations were in the U.S., and I was able to identify with pretty good accuracy where they were in the U.S., like – I picked Colorado instead of, like, Montana, I think, for one place. But, like, I was like, this looks, like, somewhere Western Mass, and it was, like, upstate New York or something. Like, each place was, like, identifiably correct, but those could have been in Europe. I just, all the road painting looked like it was done in the U.S. Like, the the European, like, lines are different, I feel like, in a lot of ways. I
1: mistook a lot of Canada for a lot of northern U.S., Hmm. Um, I mistook a lot of California and Colorado. I I mistook a lot of Australia for California and Colorado. Sure. There were just a ton of, like, Australia, New Zealand, Tanzania. Right. Tasmania. Where's Tanzania? Tanzania. Tanzania. Manischewitz. (laughs) Secret mind control potion. (laughs) Makes you think bird girls exist when they don't, really. Um, Did I write anything else down? No.
3: Far Cry 3.
1: Yeah that was it blood dragon i don't know if i'm gonna play it anymore or not i mean it was it was okay but i don't feel compelled to like
3: it wasn't so funny that you're like oh man i want some more of this
1: no 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 definitely not Hmm. like it there were probably some good jokes there are probably some good jokes left in it but just moment to moment like it's just it's a little too yeah i don't know I am I am more of an asshole about this kind of stuff than a lot of things, but like it is easy to go too far with the sort of like smart ass stuff instead of actual information, instead of actual content when you're presenting Mm -hmm. video game content. And this this I just think does that. You know, it's like you need to you need to remember the context that you're writing in and make sure that this piece of writing is a funny version of a piece of writing that accomplishes what you set out to accomplish rather than just, oh, some writing goes here, so I will just make a smart-ass remark without realizing, like, oh, well, why was this writing here in the first place? Right, like, right. Yeah. Um, you know, like, some of the, the gun, I don't precisely understand the function of one of the guns because the description of it doesn't really say anything about it.
3: Is it just different than like a shotgun or handgun or something?
1: I think it is like an energy weapon assault rifle, but it is basically a gun that you just unload all of your ammo into the weakest dude and he doesn't die. So I don't know if I'm at the wrong range or what. Interesting. There's a pistol. I sort of understand that. Right. (laughs) Um. Yeah cool Yep. what is news Kevin
3: that is an excellent question I think it is something that it's like an event that happens recently in time that uh, maybe you feel like is worth See, telling is other the people about
1: not quite funny thing that happened a lot in Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon oh yeah <laughs>
3: Uh so here, there was a Wolfenstein Wolfenstein Wolfen Wolfenstein Wolfen Frankenstein Frankenstein Uh yeah Wolfenstein game uh that was announced by Bethesda it's uh FPS? It doesn't Yeah it doesn't seem like
1: it's I don't actually understand how it's a Wolfenstein game mm. it's like didn't they do wasn't there a new Wolfenstein game like 3 or 4 years ago
3: I guess
0: I don't know. Yeah,
3: I don't know. Maybe the last it, Wolfenstein
0: it, game I remember was the one where Hitler looked like Rob Zombie.
3: I feel like this is just like Hitler Nazi robot game. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the the sort of the biggest news that I I read the past week was that uh, World of Warcraft subscriber numbers are pretty significantly down.
1: Riff unsubscribed 1.3 million times.
0: So really. really <laughs> I you told me that during the break. I didn't yeah. know that you
3: had 1.3 million
0: accounts. No, I just I you know I signed it back up and then signed out again. Oh, I see. 1.3 million times. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. So there are they're down to maybe eight million subscribers. Now. <laughs> oh no. Well, I, I mean, I know they're they're still doing fine. Um, yeah. It's just it's just interesting. Like you know, yeah, I, I, mean, wonder if will, if, I wonder if they will. I wonder if they were the peak and everyone trying to make a, a wild killer doesn't realize that it's just over. There's never, there's even they, even blizzard couldn't make a wild Mm. killer if they wanted to at this point.
0: Well, plus, I mean, it's between expansions again. I feel like this always happens. It it may be the the largest occurrence of it though, right? It's like five months out since mm. Pandaria. You
1: know, I got through this one a lot faster than I've gotten through previous ones. Maybe not cataclysm, I guess, but sure. You know what I don't like about this is that I cannot stop myself from reading fucking comment threads about uh, well subscriber numbers or yeah in in the articles about this because it's like well I'm going to tell you why I quit playing WoW three years ago. Uh, this is the stupid thing they did. That's obviously coming home to roost right. now, and they are rightfully going out of it. Why do and, you, Why
0: do you do that and to all yourself? Of this
1: just like I cannot wait for this to fail, so everyone will understand how stupid yeah. WoW is. Oh yeah, how much WoW did you play? Oh, like a million hours. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: I'm I'm a little concerned because the in the the official response is you know we're still the most subscribed you know game of all time. We are going to release content more quickly in the
1: future, is, but they're not. I mean,
3: that's what they've said. That's what they said, right? They want but to they do. always
1: say that. And do they? They do. Okay,
3: yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember hearing that before. I've. I thought they were always very much a. It's done when it's done.
1: Everybody, everybody says they. You know, they need to release expansions faster. But oh, I don't think that at all. I think that they can't. I mean, it's.
3: I don't think it's a good, not, have think them it's be good any, for anything. anything good. Yeah.
0: Just, just do it when it's ready. And when it comes out, you know, that 1.3 million people plus however many will come back and play it for a while. And when they're done with it, they'll go again. And it's I, not that big a deal. Something
1: that I do wonder, like, would people just not put up with the game doling out content at the rate that it doled out content when we played the one to 60 stuff. Cause I feel like if all you did was add five more levels and not,
3: no, not sort of
1: like, change the rate at which you gain XP I mean, that
3: those hu- those last levels would, would be hugely, would take
1: a lot longer because of the exponential curve. Right? Sure. So that's what you do with that content in that expansion and you make it. So it's another two weeks of played time. To level through it, yeah. Wow. If that wouldn't have, I mean, maybe nobody would have put up with that, but I don't know that they tried it. Really,
3: the, I think the fear was that the barrier to entry for new players was just would become sort of hmm. insurmountable.
1: It is weird now. I mean, and and I understand why this is, but somebody was like, if you're if you're leveling through it now, it doesn't it doesn't actually make sense to do any of the quest content in, huh. in the revamped zones because you just go into Dungeon Finder, immediately go into a dungeon, you're getting way, way better gear. It's easy because you're you're going in there with people who are, you know, slightly overleveled for it, and running a dungeon once, you gain three or four levels. Well,
3: okay, so the, the, I guess that's the question is, what what do you mean by it doesn't make any sense, right? Like, is your goal to get to max well, level? Then sure. It is
1: not, it is disincentivized, right? Like, you, I think, I think that if you started playing now, and, and again, this is not, uh, I'm telling you what's wrong with it. No, I, know, I, I know. still love it, you know. When I have played, when I've made new characters, like when expansions come out and I wanted to see new opening stuff or whatever, it was like, I want to run dungeons because running dungeons is fun. Right. And, all right, well, my next quest is to run from the north gate of Orgrimmar to this goblin city in. uh, What was that zone called? Ashara? Yeah, Ashara, which they they revamped. So, right, that's where I'm going. That's where the questing content is taking me. But I want to run a dungeon, so I'm just going to pop into the dungeon finder. Before I get there, I'm in a dungeon. When I pop out of the dungeon, I get there and all the quests are gray. <laughs> so it is huh. it is very much disincentivized to actually play that part of the game. None of the things that they did that got it to this point are bad individually. For anybody, right? But it's it is it is a weird thing now. Like I I find it so hard to imagine what the experience of somebody coming in to wow fresh would be now.
3: Yeah. That's a good that's a good point.
1: I am guessing that you can get to 90 now faster than we got to 60. From
0: 0 to 60? Yeah. Yeah, but, that seems based on how long it took me to level my Worgen to the cap. That sounds about right.
1: I mean, there's like no, there's no downtime. And I mean, this is what people said. The EQ people were like, oh wow is never going to work because there's no downtime spending five minutes sitting still, regenerating your mana after every fight. You're not going to make friends. You're not going to socialize. You're not going to, you're not going to meet people and form the community that will make this game actually last because everything happens so fast. And now it's like, you don't really ever have to walk anywhere. Hmm. hmm. You know, you can.
3: Do you think that? Do you think that? Wow, actually, found like a sweet spot before with. I don't know. Traveling around the world, taking I mean,
1: so it's, time and stuff. Its sweet spot is a point in time, right, which it, you can't ever be at again.
3: The early two thousands, mid two thousands.
1: I'm saying a, a gameplay experience. In an environment where there was nothing to compare it to. Hmm. Like, I don't really understand why The Old Republic... Like...
3: Didn't tick Failed
1: off. to the extent that it did. Except that my experience of playing The Old Republic was like my experience of playing a lot of new MMOs, where it's like, alright, I soloed through this, it took me about three weeks to hit the level cap, and I'm done. I'm done playing this game before my free month is up hmm. there is now nothing for me Right? there's some kind of half ass end game stuff the itemization is the itemization was a real turnoff to me in the old republic but it wasn't like so bad that it would have been
3: did you you gave up playing secret world too <clears throat> um, did you, but you didn't hit level cap on that one
1: no I, di- I mean there's not really a level cap in the secret world, sure. right? There's not there's not any meaningful way to max it out. I got into some, I got into an area that I wasn't really enjoying the content that much. And then it, yeah, I just sort of, I just sort of stepped away from it. I went, I had a little resurgence when I, after they'd gone free to play, when I got my new computer, that was like the first thing I installed and that was all I had on there for a week. And so, we had some friends locally that were playing some of that. And I, I moved on past the part that I didn't like into some into some cooler... I went from Egypt to Transylvania and did some of that. I did some research on my shitty build and replaced it with a different, less shitty build. And that was fun. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, play it for a while and then kind of move on. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think that I would have stuck with Wow if it hadn't been for you getting crazy, crazy stuck it. in it. Because every time I wanted to play, you were there, ready to play with you, you. Were like showing me the ropes and you knew shortcuts everywhere and you know created an efficiency that made it so there wasn't a bunch of time spent just wandering around. And so maybe so there was less so maybe time. Eliminating <laughs> that, eliminating that made it more more broadly appealing. And you know, there's that's it is it is impossible to separate. Your experience of a thing from from how you particularly experience, you know, yeah. and 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 it's got to be that way for them too.
3: The creators, for the developers,
1: of the... yeah. I mean, it's gone through a bunch of different people, though. You know, none of the yeah. none of the people making decisions about it now are the people making decisions about it back then. You know, they they're like, "Wow, you guys did a really good job on this. You should go do something else awesome." Right. And then a new team comes in, and so yeah, I don't know. Here's what I think we should do with Kingdom of Loathing. I think we should like double or triple the leveling speed. Okay. Yeah, and then make a thing where you can like instantly teleport <laughs> somewhere to be with your friends. <laughs> okay.
3: And then turn it into a collectible. Somebody card somebody game.
1: did post in the in the in one of those comment threads about this that CRZ totally ruined the game for me, and somebody else was like, "What is that?" And then somebody else clarified cross realm zones. Huh which is apparently a thing where you go to places and people from, you're no, not just seeing realms. people on your server.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, that's what destroyed it. That's what destroyed WoW. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was that <laughs> lack of your server-based tight-knit community.
0: That, that caused <sighs> cities to be almost entirely empty because there weren't enough people on your server still playing.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah there are all kinds of things about the population that I don't understand I... How, how there could be servers that have wait times and then completely empty servers and and how they don't figure out a way to, to like merge those, like merge a bunch of smaller servers into a single server.
1: Well, I mean, nobody wants to change their name. Well,
3: mm. you know, the, the collisions will be pretty small, I feel like.
0: Yeah, because there's only I mean, that's there's kind a kind of what thousand they're people on any doing. Server. It's just that they're doing it zone by zone instead well, of server it, by they're server.
1: They're doing it without saying, wow, is merging servers because that would be that would be a huge news well, shocker.
3: Couldn't you couldn't you just have server A, B, and C actually all log into the same server.
1: <laughs> well Except that a bunch of people are going to have to change their names. Huh. I think it's more than you think. I think I think it is probably Ten thousand accounts would have to deal with name collisions huh. if you merged any two populated WoW servers. Because people, aren't everybody's that, named people aren't War Machine, creative. or everybody's named like Beef Heart, or whatever. The Toran Warrior.
0: I guess
3: on a on a given server of like five thousand people, each of them has eight accounts. Yeah. So
1: all called Holy Jugs. Or, holy fuck, or poon eater,
0: right, right, or Bob's ranger, Bob's cleric, and Bob's mage. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Cool. Uh, they're not. There are neither rangers nor clerics in World of Warcraft. Wh-
0: whatever, hunter. They're the same thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Speaking of Blizzard, uh, did you guys hear about the gold dupe
0: bug? Gold, yes, gold bug. Go to the bug, which they apparently in Diablo Three, which they apparently caught it pretty quickly. Not even like a full day, I don't think, but it was long enough that billions of yeah gold were that, that gold, gold is half as valuable as it used to be, or something. I think it's
1: it's interesting that they decided not to roll back.
0: I think they're going to try to
1: they're just contain deal, it dealing with it, yeah by account, I mean, which.
3: Because it entered the economy, right? Like, people bought and sold stuff without any kind of knowledge that they'd had. And
1: and rolling it back would be a real dick move to all the people who had nothing to do with it that suddenly lost all their progress.
3: I mean, assuming that there is
1: anyone still playing Diablo 3.
3: Right. Apparently there are, because people noticed it and took advantage of it. Um, And then did you guys hear about the the game dev tycoon thing where they, the same day that they released it for sale, they released a version of the game on Pirate Bay or in various other like BitTorrent sites that was basically the same game, except that as you got further and further into the game, you you started losing more and more money to piracy and eventually just went bankrupt because of piracy. And then started seeing, you know, they started seeing all sorts of messages with people being like, how do you get rid of the piracy? It's totally ruining me. I can't make games. <laughs> um,
0: the The comment that stood out to me that I saw was: I have not played this game, so I don't know how true this is. But someone counting on how or commenting on how the game seemed to them like a pretty precise ripoff of Game Dev story. Yeah, the,
3: like a like a fast follow or a clone. yeah. I mean, and, I've heard and, and therefore from a lot the, of
1: people that. Have actually played it. That it
0: is it significantly it's different significantly somehow. Different. Okay. Yeah.
1: That the, the, there are there are similarities, but they acknowledge like, oh yeah, you know, this is totally like the, them making a game about making video games inspired us to make our own, and this is it. And okay. like, you know, it's they're not like.
0: If it had been a clone, that would be a lot more ironic. Yeah, in, you you know, irony pirates.
1: I think it's a distraction in the piracy argument because you can't. Yeah, I don't know. This is just one of those ethics things. Ethics can't be determined by their consequences, I don't think, explicitly. Like, you don't have to prove that piracy harms the bottom line for a developer in order to conclude that pirating pirating games is something that you shouldn't do. I see. Right? Like, the fact that it is harmless does not mean that it is morally neutral or especially that it is right. For sure. Um, Which which is not necessarily a thing that you have to agree with, but it's... Fails my ethical test, which is do I want to live in a world where everyone behaves this way? And there is no such world where everyone pirates games instead of paying for them and there are no video games, but that's my rule, so... I'm not going to pirate games. I think it's wrong. Even though...
3: It does feel like stealing, you know?
2: Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> this assignment, Super Metroid, I just downloaded a ROM because I did not want to play it on the fucking
0: Wii. Sure. I own it on the Wii, so I didn't no. feel bad about downloading well, okay. the ROM. I,
1: if, you, if there was a box in front of me that would just teleport... However much money it costs on the Wii into Miyamoto-san's pocket, mm. I wish I, I kind of wish I had that. <laughs> because what I would do is I would put like notes. I would put a frog in it, and yeah. be like, yeah. ah,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would appreciate this whimsical joke. <laughs> oh man, I mean just to tell just having a teleporter would be pretty cool. Yeah. Sure, You'd like what? <laughs> There's got to be a way to make money off of that.
3: Off of being able to teleport things into one
0: particular dude's pockets. Yeah. Well, you have to.
1: You and he would have to work out a system.
0: You have to figure out how to, how to, uh, accidentally double the bits so that you're cloning things instead of just teleporting them. Well, see, now you've already got a gold dupe. Yep. Okay, or a frog dupe. A frog dupe. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Cash We're in on so that lucrative that. frog industry. Yes.
1: Miyamoto seems like the kind of guy that if he found a frog in his pocket, he would have to go find some place to release it that it might survive. He's not just gonna like throw, uh, it, throw it in a garbage, in can. garbage disposal or <laughs> or yeah, just like just like drop it in somebody's coffee as he walks past. them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how somebody who didn't just give a fuck about that. frogs or or their social fellow conventions, citizens. yeah, that he was. how would he dispose of a frog? Uh, <laughs> later
2: what's Japanese this
0: frog going in fights, my coffee? Finds ah, a frog fucking in fucking Miyamoto! Pocket, <laughs> walks Strikes past again. somebody's desk, boop.
2: Just walks I mean, if, on. If, if big every you, smile on his face, if every time you reach <laughs> into
3: pocket, there was a frog there, I think you would. I think your morality would start to yeah, evaporate.
2: You're,
1: you're
0: kind of like, <laughs> so why the so fuck like, do I, just I put
3: all these If I catch a spider frogs? in
1: my house. I will take it outside, but I feel like if there were a thousand spiders in my house, it's like, all right, this house is burning down now. Yeah. Um, Okay.
3: Well, now that we've answered that. (laughs) The crazy chorus of frogs at night outside his house.
1: Jesus Christ, was this game a welcome balm after the horseshit that
2: was Yoshi's Island.
0: Isn't it so good? It is super good. I you know I
3: didn't have nearly as much of a problem with Yoshi's Island. I didn't finish it. I I didn't go back to play it at all. But uh, Super Metroid is just so so well designed. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: I um, I did because I wanted to finish it for the episode. It's, it's super important because we 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 take such care <laughs> right. to, to to do a really nuanced and uh,
3: you wanted to finish it because you had you had never finished. I had it never before. played it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I had never I had never really like I had never played it to the point of beating a single boss. I don't think. Um, yeah, I got stuck at like at one point I was in danger of walking away from it and not coming back because I was in Meridia and I didn't know where to go. Hmm. And traversing Meridia.
3: It's
2: kind of a pain. It
1: fucking sucks. And I don't mind wandering in a Metroidvania and poking at all of the edges of all of the rooms that I can see I haven't fully explored because the the traversal itself is fun and satisfying. And (sighs) this is one thing. Like I found I found myself pretty frustrated with the way that this game controls,
0: actually. The button layout was kind of weird. I'm not used to the top button being fire. Hmm. It was like instead of B and A being either fire and jump or vice versa, um, and then X maybe being a special attack, this had X as your basic fire and what's it, it's b a so a is what jump and then b as special and that it was oh, it's like super dash. weird what is the other button do? i don't even remember what
1: the other button does
0: uh i think i think you can push that to cancel whatever special weapon you have equipped back to your normal gun oh really yeah
1: i thought it did something huh Wow, why am I having such a hard time remembering this thing that I did yesterday?
3: I'm playing it on a keyboard, so I'm, I'm having a hard time.
1: I had to remap that. the I had to remap the weapon switch to one of the extra shoulder buttons, one of the triggers on the gamepad that I'm using because select is right next to this button that just turns off the fucking D-pad. <laughs> It's like a toggle. Great. It's like a toggle <laughs> that switches between the D-pad and the analog sticks, mm. which would just leave them fucking both on all the time. Yeah. shit, What game the pad, hell is like, that? Why is that? So <laughs> half the time, it's like, all right, I'm in a tense boss fight with Spore Groner or whatever that guy's <laughs> name is. Uh, I better switch to missiles. Oh, I can't move. Oh, I got hit by a tentacle in the spore and now I'm dead. Mm. Um, just... And I remember kind of feeling this way about the original Metroid. I get why you move the way that you do. I get why there is a difference between the, like, somersaulting jump and mm-hmm. the normal straight-up jump. I don't actually think that that is that good. I think that all of the other elements of the game are so good that I'm willing to put up with a very a very sort of, like, difficult and kind of clunky... Just basic movement. And you can get good at it. Yeah. I I just feel... I I
0: felt like coming back to it and was wall jumping and spin jumping as well as ever. Like getting back on a bicycle.
1: I had to read how to wall jump. But once I read... Once I read this like one weird old tip for wall jumping, I was able to do it pretty much every time. Like... The fact that you have to, there has to be a delay between you hitting the opposite direction and mm-hmm. you hitting jump was like, but it, it was not yeah, so sensitive that bump you bump. couldn't very occasionally do it by accident, just hitting mm-hmm. them at the same time. You know, one thing that I never figured out how to do reliably was the fucking space jump. Really? Like it would just stop working and I have no idea why. There and I would is, just fall all the way down the yeah, fucking shaft.
0: It's, I, had, I had problems with it. Like... I can do it really reliably if it's not important.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: If if it if it's a tense situation, it becomes a lot harder, and I'm not entirely sure why. I guess it's just not the tension of it making it harder to hit the timing right. But yeah, there definitely is a timing issue too.
1: When I was just like going across a room and I didn't want to mess with the pits in the floor or whatever, it was just like boing 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 boing, and it seems like it's fine. Yeah, but
0: it but when you're like trying to escape the time limit at the end of the game or something then yeah
1: yeah i mean the only way that i can do when i when it gets important i just have to start doing jumps with no spinning because it's like the physics are just very slightly different when you're spinning, and where you're going to land becomes harder to predict. And
3: well, yeah, I don't. There's like this weird inertia that happens when you're spinning versus when you're just jumping, standing still, right? Yeah, because yeah. like you have a lot better control because you're not. If you push to the right, you don't continue to the right. If you're, yeah, yeah. it's
0: it's more of a forced arc when you're spinning than right. when you're.
1: I I don't know that I think that that is great. I think, th- I think that the game is great in spite of that rather mm-hmm. than that being a feature of a great game. I, th- I think that the kind of awkward, you know, I n- I, if I had been playing this on an actual Super Nintendo, I don't think that I would have ever gotten past a single grappling hook really? challenge at all. I For whatever reason, and I don't know if this is just every single time I've shot the grappling hook at one of those things, he just immediately sucks up to it. And hmm. then I have to like hit down to feed the grappling rope back out, and then start swinging. And when you had to do that quickly, huh. and I don't know, I don't know if it was because I was like instinctively hitting up. Like I don't know if I was. Just, it was just like bionic commando muscle memory
3: hmm. coming in. Were you aiming up by running or by using the shoulder aim up button?
1: it varied from it varied depending on how big of a hurry I was in. Probably if I was trying to do it fast, I wasn't like, I always had to stop and think about the shoulder buttons to use them. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: So I would only do that if it was like, I had some time to sit and line up the shot that uh, I read that Gama Sutra article that was linked in the video games hot dog forums about it was basically somebody just like sucking sucking the game's dick for forty five minutes about <laughs> how every single thing in this game is just a perfect indicator of like the game teaching you where to go without actually telling you where to go. The point that I would have stopped was I don't know that I would have figured out without looking at a walkthrough about bombing that glass tube
2: hmm. open
1: mm. and that's.
0: I feel like, I mean, that's reasonably well hinted by the fact that if you, if you don't find something else in that area, that's the only named area on the map that only has three squares. Because when you're, when you're going there, you can see this is Meridia, but this section of the map is only this three square area. There must be something else in here. And dropping a super bomb in a room is a standard way to to find the hidden blocks right and stuff.
1: but it that is explicitly a room with no blocks in it
2: hmm.
1: right like that room does not look like a place where there would be i think and, and like everybody figures this out right so like i'm not saying yeah, i'm not yeah. saying that this is a problem with it i'm just saying this is when i this is when it was like maybe i would have eventually figured it out if i had been 12 years old and this was the only game that i had this month you know, but but as it was. And after it happened, I was like, oh, okay. This, the remains of this is what they showed me in some other room where there was one of these that had been blown up. Uh-huh. But I did not understand right. that that's what that was. Because it didn't, I, like, if there had been some pieces of broken glass laying around, that would yeah. have been a much better clue. Uh-huh. Right? Or if part of the tube had still been there and it just, the super bomb blew a hole in it or something. But yeah, I don't know. That That was... There were things that clued that, and I feel like if you, if you figured it out based on those clues, you would think, oh, that was genius cluing, but if you didn't figure it out based on those clues, it's like, that was insufficient cluing.
3: <laughs> I mean, how did you guys feel about the, like, emu that teaches you the shine, spark, jump thing? Like, mm-hmm. That's
0: kind of weird, because... Up to well, that I point, guess there, they is... just
3: leave you... They
0: just Up to that point, they just sort of,
3: like, force you to figure out what the fuck to do next... Is and in this case, you're, like, in a pit, and there's no obvious way yeah. to get out. And, like, and that the, is not an intuitive sequence of... The emo,
0: the emo shows you. But it. he does
1: it over and over again. Yeah. He, he keeps repeating it. So so that's... And the one point that this, this essay made that I actually think is a real point in favor of the game is that if you are in a room where you are forced to learn a trick to get... To get through the room mm-hmm. they lock you in right. until you mm-hmm. figure out the trick sure like the the bridge that you have to run to get across and that is that is such a critical touch for sure yeah because otherwise you would just bo- leave like every time when people talked about because i had talked about super metroid before and my brief experiences with super metroid saying like yeah there was this bridge and i couldn't run across it so i don't know what the fuck they're like oh you got stuck at the new bridge but I didn't get stuck at the noob bridge. There's another place earlier in the game that you can't get across unless you have the dash boost thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Is it
0: the one with the gates that click yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it's that one. And, I, like, no, that was a puzzle that I got to that I didn't have the tools to solve, but I didn't know that I didn't have the tools to solve the puzzle.
3: Because you can get through the first one, but then right. you just fall through the floor. No, this is a different
1: This one. Oh, this different is not the one, one where you're going left.
3: Oh. No. The one, I was talking about the one you're going right.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe there are two, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the one where you actually have to have the the I think you just have to be running to get across it. There's yeah. another one there's another one before that that is a very similar kind of room, but you have to have the extra speed boost to be able to and it just mm-hmm. leads to some missiles or something. It's not right. it's not actually gating your progress, but you don't know that right. going in. In general, I always felt like the game was not telling me exactly where to go, but more or less was pointing me there until until Meridia and then again, maybe if I had just poked around some more hmm. but but that that fucking sand is the worst thing <laughs>
3: <laughs> the The monsters that like would bite you and then you couldn't move. And then you just, you were stuck there and you couldn't really do anything. And
0: then
1: sometimes the first frame that you were able to move, they would bite bite you you again. again. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like that was super frustrating. There's that, one of those has that, that one place that, uh, that you can't make the jump across unless you turn off your high jump boots. Oh yeah. Huh. I did not know that it's a, it's just this this one weird little place where if you've got your high jump boots on you, the one you, weird c- you one can't weird jump old across the water across because yeah cuz you'll you'll hit, hit the ceiling. ceiling and uh i mean once you get space jump it's not a problem anymore but hmm. in, until then if you want to go from left to right in this one room you have to go, go to the menu and click your boots off
1: the i love that you get the same awesome musical flourish from just plus five max missiles as you do from finding the game-changing <laughs> power-up. Power up. It's like, <laughs> it makes it feel so good. Yeah. It like, just like, oh man, I figured out how to get through this thing and ah, oh, sweet, some missiles. And I feel like if it, if they hadn't made such a big deal out of it every time, it would have been, ah, oh, fucking
0: missiles. I, yeah. Who cares? Right.
1: right. But like, like when I would, when I would get to the end of the room, it's like, oh, an energy refill thing. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. I got save states. Fuck! Do I need that for? But like, no, no, no. Having more missiles—that's going to help me shoot more <laughs> missiles at stuff.
2: <laughs> Plus, it played
1: that awesome song.
0: I always feel bad for CrocAmire, uh, the the orange beaky guy that you push backwards into the acid, because he just looks like I don't know. He just wants to play. He's not a bad guy. He just doesn't <laughs>
1: understand. He doesn't understand that the spikes on the left side will kill you.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so, Mother Brain.
3: Not a Metroid.
1: No, Mother Brain's the AI, AI that is the leader of the space pirates.
0: AI. Yeah, I hadn't heard <laughs> AI, but yeah. Well, space I watched pirates.
1: this. I watched this uh, Metroid in five minutes video from IGN that summarizes all the plots. It was like a. Okay. Pre, it was like when other M came out. It was like, hey, just in case you want to know what the fuck is going on in the Metroid mythology, and it does them in the order that the games happened, which. Like all the Metroid Primes happened way before. Yeah. Everything oh, it's was. like it actually does it like.
3: Yeah. Echo. It does
1: it in chronological order. It's okay. Um,
3: Interesting, because I, like I had always assumed that Mother Brain was some sort of super advanced Metroid, right? Like literally, like their mother or whatever, right? Mm. Like I did not, I did not think of them as space pirates. It was just like the space pirates
1: are there to get the Metroids because they're like, yeah, free electricity. <laughs>
3: um, the 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 feeling of leaving the ship at the beginning of this game and wandering backwards through the mother the the, the last yeah, level of the yeah. mother brain was so so good. Yeah, it was
0: really nice. Except it's
1: weird because then you get to the sa- that sort of that same place. Only it's. A different version of the room, a different version of Tori, and a different version of Mother Brain. Mm-hmm. Right? a kind of lame version of Mother Brain. Why is it smaller than the than the Nintendo version? Like, uh, it beat well, it up. Cause it's gotta, because it's got because it's got to be the head of a larger monster to be the super yeah. That the boss sucked. Like, mm. they really shoot their wad with Crade. Was because that's the best. Crate is the best boss, like just from every video. Like that's why Crate appears in "I Want to Be the Guy" because that, that's the best boss fight. All the rest of them are just like, ah, oh, you pussy. One uh, screen. <laughs> I can handle that. I got super missiles. Um, I didn't actually pay attention to. I didn't watch the entire ending, so I don't know what my item collect percentage was.
0: Mine was seventy-eight percent after just over nine hours.
1: No, I got like four. I had four hours, 11 minutes. Hmm. Um, Jeez. I watched a video of somebody beating it and getting the best ending. This reminded me again, every goddamn time somebody talks about Samus as a strong female character, as an example of female characters in a video game, Mm -hmm. I am reminded that the reason that Samus is female is is so they could show you progressively more and more tits the better you did at this game in the ending. And how is that not worse than okay, much less okay?
3: Because up to that point, there's nothing which is really gender identifiable.
1: Not in the first one. I mean, like... I believe that when they were making Metroid, they did not know that the character that was being represented was a woman. After that, they did, because they had established that. Unless they thought, oh, funny joke, ha ha. Um, Oh, Miyamoto. (laughs) (laughs) Because he didn't even work on that. He was too busy dropping
3: frogs in people's coffee. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So now I want to make a video game where you... Keep having frogs pop up in your pockets yeah. and you have to find places to put them and you yep. and your
0: Miyamoto Well, sure <laughs> well that's the reveal at the end oh okay takes his helmet off <laughs>
1: <laughs> unless you got unless you were really good at putting frogs in coffee in which case he takes off his helmet and his pants <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, what's our assignment going to be, guys? Let's play Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. okay, We should do that over a couple of weeks so that we don't have to rush We Don't yeah. have to panic our Jedi.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, if uh, if you're listening to this backwards in time, yeah. uh, in a couple of days it'll be on sale on Steam. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs>
3: If you are Merlin or Benjamin Button, (laughs) well, no, Benjamin Button still lived forwards in time. He just he just just aged aged backwards. backwards. Merlin, Merlin can buy some fucking (laughs) steam games, and he probably appreciates the people who care enough to be like, "Oh, by the way, here's some shit that's gonna happen in your yesterday."
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, huh? Probably. You know, that is not really feasible feasible yeah that's L- not that's L- not i i think living it is backwards in time it, i so i think it is impossible to tell a story about someone where that's happening if you actually consider all of the implications of that
3: what do you mean i think you
1: have to ignore that for most of what goes on with that character it's, so it just becomes a deus ex machina for when he needs to know something that happened in the future. It is
3: extremely difficult to imagine what that would be like to live moment
0: yeah, to moment. I mean, to they moment. do it in... There's a Red Dwarf episode like that, but it's not like what we were just now joking about. It would be... It it would not be, I I am going to buy a video game yesterday. It would be, <laughs> I am... I am going to give this video game back to Steam for $3 (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) Sure.
1: And then I'm going to stick a bunch of poop up my butt. Yeah. And vomit some spaghetti. Is that?
0: Yeah, basically. Okay.
1: So uh, it's an Eminem video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so let's play Knights of the Old Republic and we will spend extra time on it. Uh, Because I actually would like to play. I have played through Terrace like twice. Okay. And then stopped as soon as I got to Kashyyyk.
0: Is it the same for everybody? I hate that so much. (laughs) Three fucking Y's in the name of that planet is so dumb. (laughs) Well, but maybe, it's in, maybe it's just me. But it's in Wookiee language. Uh-huh. So I
1: think they're supposed to be, that's like a... Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what a Wookiee sounds like. Oh, I got this alarm clock. It's a Wookiee. Huh? Wookiee! And he
0: just tears your arms off yeah. to wake you up.
1: Yeah, well, you, you let the alarm clock win. Mm. <sighs> Are we done? I think we're done. I think we might be done. All right, Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us, I'm actually going to c- gather listeners' mail for next episode. Ooh.
3: yeah. If we haven't, because if we haven't been playing much of yeah. this uh, yeah, that's true. That'll, so, that'll yeah. work real well.
1: So if somebody wanted to send us one of those listeners' mail, how would they go about doing that? Well,
3: the easiest way is to tweet us at VGHotDog. Uh, another easy way is to email us at <clears throat> VGHotDog at Gmail. Uh, and then the probably most complicated way, uh, unless you already have a forum account, is to go to our forums. Because um, signing up for one is like some sort of awesome uh, m- like puzzle hunt. <laughs>
1: um, unless you're super smart, like Ben Seepser, Kickstarter backer. Exactly. Ben Seepser. He figured it out right away.
3: Uh, but you can go to videogameshotdog.com and uh, there's a link to our forums over at asymmetric.net. Yeah, that's that's what we got going on. So
1: do it. Send us a send us a line. Give us a uh, you know give us a review on iTunes or something too. Go sure. go go tell all your friends how great. Maybe maybe don't mention this episode,
3: <laughs> but you know some other one that that has already happened in your yeah. backwards
0: living life.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's keep let's keep running that one into the ground. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number let's, 101 let's that one hundred and one of Video Games Hot Dog. The ground. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
3: (laughs) See you. Have had a great week, everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Except what's the Catholic version of Tesla? (laughs) Jesus. Okay. They got Jesus to do it. Turn this water into wine, and then into electricity, and then into air, and then back into electricity. <laughs> unless unless it's a bathroom, in which case back into water. Well, unless do not fuck this up. Unless Jesus. the switch is off. <laughs>
3: oh. In which case, don't do any of that. Oh,
1: right. Okay. <laughs>